Welcome to another episode of the Hash Wednesday podcast with me, comedian Catherine Maloney. And me, Minister Mary McGee. Today we're going to talk about St. Teresa Lejeu, right? Is that how you say it? Yeah, that's how I wrote, I wrote Lejeu, so I knew how to say it. I even like Googled it and hit the button to pronounce it and was like, Lejeu. Yeah, sometimes I, I went by that. the cartoon pronunciation. That's a gamble. It was a gamble. Yeah, because sometimes like four different people say it a different way and you're like, which one of you is telling it right? Yeah. We're going to just get into a variety of different topics. Oh my God. I feel like we take a fucking class every week in these saints. I know. I'm like, oh my God, I got to, I got to cram for my saint test. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. I'm like, I'm like oh man. This is like a B minus at best. I, I know. I know. But you know what? Uh, we're doing great. We're, we're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say is that it's fine. Don't worry about Everything's it. They can, they can Google it if they're really anal about it. If you're really anal about your saints, <laughs> you can do your own damn research. Or if you're a saint who likes anal, you'll love our podcast. <laughs> Oh, man, they're going to come in the droves. Welcome back to Cartoon Learning. Cartoon Learning is back. Saints for Kids had this one. She wasn't involved in the cartel. (laughs) What's funny is, is that I always look for signs from the universe telling me that I'm on the right path and that like it's like a checkpoint, right? Well, this is the first saint in a while that I got to watch a cartoon about. So, you know, I was pumped. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Right out the gate in the cartoon, they're like, hey, any saints have parents that were saints? And they're like, yeah, St. Monica and St. Augustine. And I'm like, we talked about Uh, them. We did like a big episode on them. Yeah. And then they're like, anybody else? And they're like, well, St. Anne and St. Joachim, Mary's parents. And I was like, oh. What's up? Who just did an episode on those bitches? Oh, <laughs> these two bitches. So I was like, oh my God, check, check, check. And then they were like, so with St. Teresa of Lezou, I think that's how you say it. Her parents are also saints. When she was born, like her parents, like the mom wanted to be a saint. Like that was her goal. Yeah. Which is like, who fucking starts off like that? I don't know. <laughs> like, that's kind of vain. It is really know. vain. Like, like, who do you think you are? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a, a saint? saint or something? <laughs> you think you're better than me? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> right away? Like, Jesus. Conceded much? <laughs> Just met you, Rebecca. <laughs> and then her dad wanted to be a monk. And I was like, must have been Beard a real couple. fun place <laughs> to grow up in. <laughs> Literally, the kids' cartoon kids were like, thank God they're not our parents. <laughs> I know. They were like, we are not going to have sex. Like, that's our plan. And the priest was yeah. like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, he was like, you favorite. have to. You have to, like, procreate. So yeah. they were like, oh, the jig but- is up. Our beard <laughs> is off. <laughs> We have to do it nine times and have these kids. Only five are going to make it, though. (laughs) And that's another checkpoint, right? So (laughs) that was their agreement. They were like, fine, we'll get married, but we'll just be celibate. Well, the priest was like, no, you can't do that shit. Well, we talked about another saint, Saint Cecilia, right? Yeah. Saint Cecilia got married to Saint Valerian. And they decided that they were going to be celibate. And then remember the brother came riding in on the horse, Tiberius. <laughs> and he <laughs> was <like>, shirtless. <laughs> he was like, I got a bone to pick with you. And she was like, have a crown. Meet the Wait, angel. Wait, was he shirtless or is that like the Mandela effect happening? <laughs> Do I, I just wish he was shirtless? Like, is he so angry? <laughs> on a mission <laughs> no but in my mind it's whipping in the wind like it's like open <laughs> but it's like you know <laughs> flowing 
<laughs> on this week's calendar of monthly sexy saints. Saint Iveritas coming in. <laughs> on a horse, topless. <laughs> Who needs books? <laughs> we'll get you there. <laughs> Oh, that could be a spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. There's so many things I want to do with this content. Oh, my God. <laughs> so within just a few minutes of this kid's cartoon, they mentioned like, I don't know, fucking a dozen saints that we've covered. I know. Like, it was bizarre. It was like, track, track, track. So it was Unless one there's of- just not that many saints. <laughs> <laughs> That would be terrible <laughs> for oh our God. show. <laughs> and next week's our final episode. <laughs> Watch it next month. <laughs> and we don't even know it. Because we do research as we go. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, listen, this is the crazy thing, right? So St. Teresa is obviously a saint. She was canonized, I think it was May of 1925. But her parents... I have it. I have it. I think I just wrote like one sister's name. I think his name was Lewis, and I can't think of her name. They became saints by Pope Francis on October 18th, 2015. Her parents are brand new saints. Wow. That's crazy to me. Like, so we're never going to run out of episodes because they're still saints. Oh, that's a good question. They lived, I guess, a very devout life. I could probably, since it's such a new canonization, there's probably research on it. We could do a follow-up episode to like modern saints or whatever. Yeah. So we can get into the specifics. So St. Teresa of Lisieux is also known as the Little Flower or Teresa of the Child of Jesus, which is a mouthful, right? Sorry. I think she named herself that. Yeah, she did. Like when she did like some confirmation thing, she was like, this is what I want. Yeah. They also called her the holy face. And she's either St. Therese, Teresa with an H or a Teresa without an H. So our grandmother, we mention all the time yeah. <laughs> on this show, <laughs> her middle name is Teresa. I know. So we did both of grandma's names. I know. So this is like one of those episodes where I was like, Jesus. I know she always appears. Yeah, she always pops up like, hey, I'm checking in. (laughs) Maybe curse a little less. (laughs) Talk nice. She was born into this like rich family. You know, they really were. They had money and shit. So the mom was grandma, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. St. Teresa. It's <laughs> no. like, wait a minute. Wait a second. <laughs> I don't remember that part. Am I on an alternate timeline? God damn it. I knew I should have taken the other pill. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what pill I would take. So, you know, when they do those things where they're like, would you want to go back, you know, 20 years and fix all your mistakes? Or would you want $10 million right now? What would you do? I would take the money and then fix my mistakes. Because <laughs> usually they're caused by money. That's true. But it's always like... No, they're not. Would you rather more time? Because it's like, if you know what you know now and you go back 20 years, you could invest in like everything. Like the fucking internet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you would know. Like you I could... know, but that's so much work. Yeah, that's true. Another cry for help. (laughs) Wait, maybe clip that part where I got really weird. I don't know what I was saying. It's easy to spot. It's easy to spot. I left this realm. (laughs) Damn edibles. Oh, I forgot you took an edible. They get me every time. I always think it's going to be different. You're really hopeful, you know. I give you that. You're you get tenacity. 
Oh boy. I'm like, <laughs> are you okay? I'm like that little engine that could. Yeah. You're trying. I think I can. I think I can. Like, yeah. no. Can't like, put no. down the gummy bear. <laughs> you can't have those. <laughs> I know. I know. That was a terrible analogy that made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> those two things are not related. <laughs> so it's kicking in, huh? <laughs> a little bit. That's awesome. Every time. <laughs> I know. Mine just started kicking in too. I didn't take an edible, but I, I always think like I'm gonna um like build up this tolerance or something. You know because I have all these friends who can take massive amounts of edibles and smoke and be completely fine. And I turn into a mutant <laughs> if I take a 10 <laughs> milligram gummy. <laughs> okay we're a cheap date you know it doesn't take much it doesn't take much for me either at all and I think we try to push it but for some reason like you know just accept it and go with the flow right our high knows its wage it's like listen I can get your tolerance up for this shit you're gonna be miserable (laughs) Trust me, me and anxiety and ADHD, we talked about it. And we're going to keep you right at about, like, I don't know, a half a gummy. <laughs> Just enjoy the ride. Relax. Yeah. Yeah, that is what it says. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, that's what the bush told me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So, yeah, mine just kicked in, too. So I'm nice and like, okay, let's have some fun. So um, (laughs) I really didn't have, like, much to watch this weekend. Like, I I won't watch the fucking Dahmer thing. I'm too afraid. I tried to, and it was, was, like, upsetting me so much. Like, Ah. I couldn't, I did not even make it through an episode. I Ah. didn't even make it through the first murder. Because I could, I could not do it. I could not do it. I watched trip to infinity which i mistakenly oh, that's which right. i mistakenly we thought was going to be about like psychedelics yeah and, like on the last episode explaining like yeah so it's like you know that other <laughs> documentary about psychedelics and meanwhile it's literally about infinity like it's about scientists talking about the existence of infinity and I'm what it means anxiety just listening about it well yeah it, it isn't anxiety inducing and um terrifying but also very very interesting and there's just there's so much to know that we don't know it hurts my brain like to I even know. try to understand and i'm having an existential crisis basically <laughs> <laughs> another cry for help right, bro. and then i started watching because I was like, okay, I can't watch anything on TV because everything is like, it's too much. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then I was watching like JK Ultra TikToks. Good. And, she, and that was all about like, um, <laughs> the new earth. Oh yeah. You were kind of talking about that last week. Yeah. Oh my God. It's crazy. What's like the craziest thing you heard on that? It's like this whole movement of people it's very interesting okay and i believe a lot of it but not always the way that people explain it you know mm-hmm. but the way that she explains it is it's like a dimensional shift but it's more of a mind shift and a soul shift okay. and it's for us all to be on the same wavelength okay so it's like a new coming of consciousness where everybody's like doing the right thing and we're basically on a new vibrational level like we've leveled up And, you know, Um, they'll never let us do it. Like, there's always something like the world is always coming to an end. Yeah, but her opinion of this is that the world coming to an end is not necessarily like going to be flames and like, you know, holes in the ground. Like Like the movie, this is the end. (laughs) Yeah, the end. Yeah. But rather like just a whole almost like interdimensional shift. But it's just like a new wave of consciousness where like every decision that you make there's like a fork in the road if you have two choices about something you've created both realities because you've thought about both of them oh so both do you know how many realities somewhere oh my god we all are constantly creating (laughs) them okay because thoughts are energy and as soon as you put the thought out 
the energy gives life to whatever it is that you've put out there. So both decisions happen in some respect, you know, like whatever the correct path, whatever the the better path, the lighter path, the one that's going to make you happier is that's the one that you want to get to. And you do that by doing small acts of kindness, thinking positive thoughts about people, about yourself, wishing people well, but backing it up with action. Even if it's, you know, holding a door for somebody, not getting angry at somebody for cutting you off and letting it go and not wishing them dead, you know, all of these small acts of kindness have a ripple effect and an energy. And if you are expanding and getting closer to that higher level of consciousness where you could be in your new dimension, no, you know, existence of your mm-hmm. new earth, your higher being, then you can also influence others to do the same by passing your energy along to them. So I don't know if I explained that well you or not. You explained that but... perfectly. And this saint, Saint Teresa, she's literally the saint of little acts of kindness. Exactly. That's ex- Yes, that's exactly what I was Holy thinking. Shit. That's exactly what I was thinking. It all tied in. So when I was Holy listening to shit. this, I felt like very in sync with what you were saying about how you had a lot of signs leading yeah. you saying this is the right thing to talk about. I felt like this was one of my signs because it's literally about these small ripple effects and how it actually expands the universe and human consciousness and, you know, things like that. And that's exactly what Teresa did with her small acts of kindness Yep, and taught other people to do the same thing. Yep. Because she shared her memoirs and they ended up writing a book through the book. It inspired so many Catholics to do little deeds and like little moments throughout the day. Because that's how they said you grow God's kingdom is through like daily sacrifices. And just by her telling her stories of all the times that she did nice things, other people were like, okay, because she wanted to be a saint too. Yeah, I know. She was like, I want to be She was like working to be a saint. She was doing everything for the sake of sainthood. Yeah. I mean, did she She seem a little mentally ill to you? Yeah, but you reminded me of me. Yeah, me too. No, of yeah, that's how I, I was felt. like. I felt like I related to her yeah. a lot. I'm like, oh my god, bitch got ADHD. She is yeah. stressed. Like she would have these um outbursts and things yeah. like that. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, she was having these fucking breakdowns. Like, or are mentally ill people borderline just very spiritually connected, and we perceive them as mentally ill. I don't know. I don't know. But she did. She had borderline personality. Definitely. That's actually more common than people realize. Oh, it's super common. Or maybe it's the reverse. Some people who think that people who have like schizophrenia Mm -hmm. are really just, you know, like super connected, conscious people who just communicate in a different way or they're maybe they are really somewhere else. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, oh, use your judgment when editing. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to cut out anything that seems <laughs> like it should we be cut as, out. We can get as weird as we want. Yeah. So I don't even know where we are right now because <laughs> <laughs> we started talking about something and then we get sidetracked. Now I'm like, fuck, I don't even know where we are. Okay. So her parents had nine kids, five survived, all girls. St. Teresa was the youngest. They were really rich. The kids were all good. You know, they were devout and everything. And this disease, and I don't know what it was, but it was like literally like taking people out. It was what ended up having her siblings pass away. And so this woman, Rose, I forget the last name, but Rose ended up needing somebody to care for her. And her family, they said St. Teresa was a really good nurse. And so they sent her to go care for this woman rose for 15 months my god i know i love how they just like have these kids and just like fucking indentured servitude them you know i know it's so weird but i guess that's what people did back then i don't think it was weird at the time but looking back you're like okay so then saint Teresa's mother got breast cancer she knew she was gonna pass so she was like you know, get everybody, everybody gathered. And Pauline was the oldest of the sisters. 
And she was 16 at the time. And St. Teresa's mother was like, hey, when I pass, Pauline, you need to take after Teresa. She's still the baby. Your sisters will be fine, but take care of the baby. So she became like her second mother and they became really close. And, you know, during a really difficult time, at least they had each other, which was great. But you know what happens back Mm -hmm. in the day. And by the way, she was born on uh, January 2nd, 1873. Pretty modern. At 16, Pauline joined the convent. So she was like, okay, deuces, see ya. Mm -hmm. And poor St. Teresa was like, devastated that was so sad i know especially in the cartoon when they parted i know know. she was was like devastated she was like pray every day i was thinking like oh my god she's gonna have to like what else is she gonna do i know and she was like an emotional kid you know so they show her in the kids cartoon like at school and crying like off to and then like some teacher comes over and is like What's up, Teresa? Why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> Teresa's like, oh, those kids are bullying me. And the teacher's like, suck it up, buttercup. This yeah, is that's what exactly school's what... about. Could you believe that shit? I was Take like... it in good spirit. She's like, that's what school's about. It's like, that was like, like so fucked up. I know. I was like, God, the messaging in these kids' cartoons. So... St. Teresa was like, fuck all this, basically. You know, she was like, I don't even have to be here. And she just like kind of leaves. And then so it's Christmas Eve and they have some tradition in this part of France where you like hide something in shoes on Christmas Eve. So Pauline hid something in Teresa's shoe and the father was like, what are you doing? And she's like, you know, oh, you know, we've got to keep up the game. You know, it's like telling them that, you know, I won't say anything. I'm like, all the shit I say in this show and I was about to not say something about Santa. Oh, man. (laughs) That's what I held back. See, I am a good soul. So the father's like, okay, like enough is enough. You know, all you chicks got to hit the convent. So she's (laughs) never going (laughs) to... Everyone's got a skedaddle. So, you know, how they talk back then. (laughs) And she's never going to make it in this karma-like convent life if she's having notes and shoes on Christmas Eve. (laughs) We got to toughen her up. So, (laughs) that's the bullshit. So... The sister was like, listen, keep your voice down. Because if Teresa hears you, she's going to flip the fuck out. Yeah, she is. She's going to lose her fucking shit. And we don't want to deal with her. It's Christmas fucking Eve. I felt this, okay? When they said this, I was like, they're talking about me. Me too. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I'm a lunatic. So, you know, she's like, keep your fucking voice down. And then he was like, listen. Scared. <laughs> he realized he needed to lower his voice. <laughs> Still get his point across. She does not like loud noises in the morning. <laughs> no. And, and she you likes know, to sleep late. <laughs> and you know she's on pins and needles because she thinks I'm going to pop up and I'm going to go find this <laughs> note. You know what I mean? So this is a fucking ticking time bomb. Mm-hmm. So what happens? She's on the fucking staircase listening in, right? So she's like, has this like come to Jesus moment with herself. And she's like, my father's right. If I don't get my shit under control, I'm never going to get in that convent. And if that's the case, then like, I'm never going to be a saint, which is like, I guess the running team. (laughs) (laughs) So the sister comes up and she realizes like, oh, my God, she's been listening in. And in the cartoon, she's like, hey, did you hear like what we were talking about? And St. Teresa was like, yeah, I heard you, which would have scared the shit out of me. Yeah, because she should have been like having a reaction. And she's just like 
come. I know she normally would have had a meltdown over something like that. Yeah. They were like, she would have been shattered. I was like, damn. Shattered. So the sister's like, you're right. Like you heard what dad said and you're okay with it. And she was like, yeah, I, um, I think God is getting me prepared for the convent. So I'm realizing I can't keep having these like explosions, you know, whenever something's out of line. Yeah. So the sister was like, fucking A, you know, Merry yeah. Christmas to everybody. That's amazing. And is anybody coming to take me to the convent? <laughs> <laughs> so then she goes, I want to go to the convent. She was young. So and she was like a dick. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this, is this kid that's always like acting up. So they really didn't want to babysit. You know what I mean? So when they went to the convent, the nuns turned her away. And then like Firestarter or fucking like Carrie, mm -hmm. you know, she was like her eyes fucking rolled back and she was like, you will let me in. Oh, my and, God. <laughs> like it That's was like so scary. <laughs> this story is way scarier when you're high. OK, <laughs> I read about her. I'm getting in this motherfucker. And now I'm terrified. <laughs> so what does she do? She takes her father and she was like, I'm going to make an appointment with the fucking Pope. And I'm going to oh have God. a one-on-one -on -one with the Pope. And he meets with her because the Pope was like, who is this fucking kid? Yeah. I don't do this. But like, also like, nobody's asking for this because like who has the audacity how'd she get in touch with him it's like 1-800-POPE <laughs> like, exactly did she send a letter to, with a dove like <laughs> to drop off to him I don't a know which timeline pigeon. we're in it's a it's the late 1800s yeah it's 1870 did they have carrier pigeons or did they have mail <laughs> I don't know that's a good question or horses they had to have horses but maybe like, oh, she probably just went to like the church and was like, hey, I need to get a note <laughs> to the Pope. But why'd they listen to her? I don't know. I guess, again, the Pope in the cartoon was like, wow, fucking the balls on this kid. Let me meet yeah. with her. So she meets with the Pope and this, that, and the other thing. Fucking <laughs> Bippity boppity boo. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. She gets approved. And then she fucking moves in, you know, she's like, Rita, you know, she's like, excuse me. And she fucking, where's my hole? And meanwhile, <laughs> this kid grew up in like the lap of luxury. Like she had money, like she wanted for nothing. Plus she was the baby. So she goes from that to living in like, you know, a prison, basically. It's like a cell. I wonder if it's because her mother wanted to be a saint and then she died and that was traumatic. Probably. And like all of her sisters were at this convent. Yeah, that's so, true too. Yeah. I mean, this is what it is. It's like, you know, it was uncomfortable. There were some hardships and everything. In the book that I have, she's in there and they said that she really wasn't liked in the convent yeah. because they felt like she wasn't taking it really seriously and that she was like kind of disrespectful. They said that she would literally like fall asleep while she was meditating. Yeah. And she was <laughs> shitty at cleaning too. She was just shitty housekeeper. Like she just <laughs> And I fall asleep meditating too. I do too. That's, That's the why I, time I actually meditate. I don't get the messages a lot of the time because I fell asleep. That's true. <laughs> but your soul was so tired it just Whatever took a I was nap supposed to learn i know i, I get a lot of my is. messages through my dreams you know yeah a lot of that stuff so maybe we're just supposed to receive them through dreams i don't know she's one of these saints that talks to jesus late at night and she has those conversations with him she had been a sick like girl when she was younger, she had tuberculosis. She was very, very sick. And it was like right around the time her mom died and she was bedridden and like everybody was going to visit her and check in on her and everything. And this one lady was like, 
oh, you should pray to Mother Mary. If you pray to Mother Mary, she'll heal you. That's what I've heard. Just pray to her. So St. Teresa looked over and all of her sisters were praying to the picture of Blessed Mother on the wall. And so at night, St. Teresa started praying to Mother Mary. And she said she had a vision of the Blessed Mother. She was like right in front of her. And that Mary was smiling at her and then she vanished and she popped up and she was like, I'm healed. And the father came in and was like, what's up? And she's like, I just saw the blessed mother and she totally healed me. And like, I'm good now. And he's like, ah, he was like, I know. Like, that's a funny joke. Yeah. He's like, oh, was so funny. Yeah, it was. And she was like, no, seriously, like I fucking saw the Blessed Mother and she healed me. And he was like, for real? Yeah. And she was like, yeah. And then she was healed. So, you know, there's a few of these saints saying Bega, just just a few of them that they just have open communication with uh, Mary and Jesus and other saints and guardian angels and God and the Holy Spirit. It's intense. Um, Or they're all crazy. Yeah, (laughs) we don't know. There's no way of knowing. No way of knowing. So I was thinking that today. I was like, could I be crazy? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think crazy people consider if they're crazy or not. I don't think they, or that's what the crazy people want. (laughs) (laughs) As long as I say it out loud, I'm not really crazy, right? Exactly. (laughs) I think we're more self-aware than a lot of people, but probably. I think so. Oh, didn't she get demoted? Oh, yeah. not even demoted, just um, not allowed real- to move up. <laughs> yeah. So she realized when she was in bed sick one time that she was never going to do like miracles. Like mm-hmm. she just came to that realization. She was like, I don't think anyone's going to chop my head off. Um, yeah. You know, I can't leave the convent because she was a part of a certain group that they were just obligated to stay on site. So she never would be able to, you know, do any pilgrimages or spread the word of Jesus. Like she can never go on like a mission. And she always actually, that's one thing. She always wanted to go to the far East. So like when you invoke her, one of the things that you can also present as an offering is something that's from the far East because she really wanted to go there, but it wasn't in the cards. And so (laughs) she realized, okay, I'm going to do little acts of kindness all the time. Any chance I get, I'm going to be the one that gives the other person the opportunity to just feel happy. And so that meant taking the shittiest leftovers to somebody broke something Oh, That was on me. This is just something that everybody kind of like grew accustomed to. So then her sister, Pauline, pulls her into the office and this is what you were talking about how she had to get like demoted yeah so pauline brings her in and was like hey i got some like kind of sweet and sour news (laughs) sweetheart (laughs) your sister just got promoted i'm like the head chick around here you know applause all around and (laughs) Teresa's like that's amazing like incredible like congratulations like what's up and she was like that's the part And now you got to understand, like, Pauline's like, yeah, Teresa's been awesome and everything, but she still knows this kid. So, like, what if this is the thing that fucking she snaps, you Mm -hmm. know, like, you don't know how she's going to react to anything. Yeah. Because she had that history of just being a fucking whack job. So it was like, oh, God, she could fucking snap or she's everything's going to be cool. So she tells Teresa, listen, we kind of stack the deck. At this convent between you and me and the other sisters, it's, you know, making everybody else uncomfortable and they're getting like aggravated over the idea of like, we could push the agenda at this convent. So basically we can rule the roost, you know? So just to kind of appease everybody, what do you say if you don't actually become a real full-fledged nun? And Teresa's like, that's no problem. No big deal at all. Yeah. Don't even mention it. 
because like, part of this kind of mental illness makes you very unmotivated. Yeah. <laughs> you are very willing to take second fiddle. Yeah, totally. Like I got to this point and it's not my fault. Yeah, totally. It's like when you have plans to go somewhere and someone calls you and tells you, oh, I can't make it. Say no more. Yeah. Say no more. I'm already know? not there. <laughs> I'm already laying in bed. I never got ready. Yeah, I was really hoping you were going because <laughs> I was about to call you. I actually let the air out of your tires. Yeah. So that you couldn't meet me. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. That's the edible. <laughs> <laughs> That's the edible talking. She was like, That's cool. That just put her like in this totally different category. Like to her sister, she was like, Oh my God, like literally oh, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like you saved my ass. Like, thank you so much. And you didn't even make a big deal about it. Wow. So then, you know, St. Teresa's just plugging away. She's, you know, making everybody happy. She's just like fucking doing her thing. And she starts getting sick. And like, literally, she's like coughing up blood, you know? And so she just keeps sweeping. <laughs> she just keeps on cleaning toilets. Or whatever they had back then. Pictures. Or whatever they had. <laughs> <laughs> a hole in the ground. I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe an outhouse. Getting possibly. in a bucket or in the yard. I don't know. We so don't whatever know if they, they had, had toilets. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't in the cartoon. <laughs> Sorry. If it's not in the cartoon, and I don't find it easily. <laughs> not going in the show <laughs> follow up in the comments so um <laughs> oh my god so she's coughing up blood and not telling a soul about it she's yeah. like this is my way to sainthood like she yeah. totally like you know but luckily was... for her one year later they noticed that she's sick <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> took them a whole fucking year could you imagine? When I like, have a cold, everybody knows I about know. it. No, but that just tells you that they were not friends. Do you know what I mean? No, they because if away you from see her. your friend somewhere, mm -hmm. you can tell right away if she's like in a bad mood. Oh yeah, just by her face and her energy. So they didn't know that she had deathly tuberculosis and had been dying in front of their very yeah. eyes for one whole year. Yeah, that's that's fucking stone they were cold. Not friends. Yeah, no, they they're like not her. friends. That's so crazy. And her sisters lived in the convent. The one was like the main bitch. I know. That's so it's, weird. Nobody knows they were Disney pregnant. movie, the sister would be the villain. She would be the villain. So then she is bedridden and they're taking care of everything. So her sister Pauline says to St. Teresa, hey, you should write your memoirs. And Teresa's like, why would anybody want to know about my memoirs? And she's like, this is what I want to do for you. I guess she knew she wanted to be a saint. And she yeah. basically threw herself under the bus so that the sister could be like the head of the convent, the mother superior of the convent. You know, at least that you can have a legacy. So she wrote an autobiography three years before her death. It's called The Story of a Soul. It's a bestseller. Um, it had such a profound effect on the readers. It's translated in 38 languages. I feel like I'm meant to read this book because I it's need all to tied in book. with like the stuff that we were talking about. Definitely. Do you think they have an audio book? Because I like to listen to it <laughs> like I in my car. I feel like it definitely has an audio book. Like this was her big thing. Yeah. This is how she got the message out there of like, it's the tortoise and the hare to sainthood. Mm -hmm. You can either go the hare route where you fucking get your head chopped off or something, you know, God comes to you and gives you a specific mission like Joan of Arc, or you can be like the tortoise and slow and steady every single opportunity that, you know, you're approached with. You take this route of putting yourself second, sacrificing for the other person and for the betterment of the kingdom. I'm not religious. So, <laughs> <laughs> so 
this book just like struck such a chord in all these Catholics that struggle with how do I be a better person? How do I give myself to God? You know, they were like, oh my God, this saint like literally did this with little deeds, little tiny things, like you said, holding the door. Yeah. Being kind to somebody who needs kindness, letting somebody in, you know, mm-hmm. not in your car. <laughs> okay. No. Like don't pick up hitchhikers. No, just don't be a dick. I basically. do think about it though. I do. But I, I'm like, oh, you can't pick people up off the street. I know you can't. It's really so want dangerous. To I always feel bad for them. I know. I literally, every time I see somebody walking, I'm like, should I give them a ride? I know. Or if they're at a bus stop and it's raining. I know. I'm like, oh. I know. Yeah. So you remember those dollar vans? Yeah. I used to love those. They were the best. So I was always so afraid that like, you know, something would happen. I just was nervous over getting into a car with people. That's because you lived uptown. Pretty much. Yeah. So if you hung out yeah. downtown, like where you were used to being scared, you just went with it. You're like, this is cool. Dollar vans all it's a around. dollar. I think I was like 15 or 16. I went to a, a Sweet 16 in Brooklyn. Sunday morning, I had to take the bus back from Brooklyn into Rockaway. So it's like two buses. And I had to be at work at like 9 a.m. So I got up super early. It was freaking Sunday. So everything's running slow. So I was waiting over by King's Plaza for the Q35 and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm like looking at my watch and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to totally be late. I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. I'm stressing. And then a dollar van pulls up and everybody goes on it. So I was like, (laughs) Screw it. I have no choice. I'm going to be late for work. Like knowing like, you know, like just like how stupid that is. Like, just so what? You're late for work. Like, you know what I mean? Kill my kid. Meanwhile, I'm over here promoting dollar vans. I would kill my kid if she got into some van for a dollar. I'm like, dollar van? Best money I ever spent. (laughs) No, I would kill my kids too. I would never let them do that. Oh my God. So... (laughs) So, but I'm like, you know, I'm thinking like, just get to work. So I get on the thing and they, we start driving and we get to 116th and then I go to give them the dollar and the guy looks at me and he goes, I'm not a dollar van. Oh shit. It was just a regular van. He was just a dude in a van that knew the other dude at the bus stop. Oh and then God. I just got in the <laughs> fucking van. Oh my God. I know. I know. Well, I was like, parents not my day. Drove, my parents always drove like those big cars, like those Lincoln cars or those, those Cadillacs. So they look like short cabs. Yeah. So anytime that we were parked on the side of a store or something, somebody would get into the backseat <laughs> of the car next to me and then tell me their address. <laughs> Because they thought we were a cab. (laughs) Once a stranger sat next to my poor baby brother. He was in a car seat. (laughs) I was like, it's not a cab. He's like, but it's a cab. And they just got out of the bar. So they're like, what? (laughs) Yes. 8,000. Can I smoke in here? No. <laughs> That's a baby. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> my god, I'm crying. Oh, oh my, my god. god. <laughs> oh god. Okay, so she died at 24 by tuberculosis. They said that there's immediate miracles after her death, but I'm going to have to do research from 1925. Yeah. I know. I couldn't find what the miracles were either. There's like everyday people as recent as like 2018 to 2019 that claim uh, miracles that yeah. were bestowed. There was like one family, they had five kids and they were kind of on the fence if they were going to have more kids or not when they prayed to St. Teresa. They were like, hey, you know, show us a sign, basically, if we should have more kids. 
And then when they went to church, they on different occasions, every time they would kind of like petition her or like invoke her, they were like, hey, you know, we on the right path here. She would show them a sign um, with white roses. So the wife saw them like at the feet of a blessed mother statue. And then the husband saw uh, like two white roses another time. Oh, yeah. And if you pray to her, Mm -hmm. that's her sign to let you know that she's heard you and she's going to answer your prayer. You'll yeah. see a white, you'll see a, not a white rose, any rose. Yeah. Any rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's your her, sign. If you're looking for a sign. It's so cool. She seems to be like pretty on it. Like if you really pray to her and really believe in her, a lot of people yeah. say that she's helped them out. I know. Yeah. I'm getting a good vibe from this one. I feel I like this might be the one that I consistently pray to and talk to. Yeah, I think so, too. It's so funny because, like, I never really knew anything about her, like, ever. No, me neither. I only knew the name because of Grandma's middle name and, mm-hmm. you know, so that's the I've kind of thing I've known a lot of Teresa's, about. but now it's yeah. like it has so much more meaning. Yeah, and that's the kind of stuff she would talk about with us because there weren't, like, a lot of channels back then. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. I wish we would have taped her because that would have been so cool if like we taped her and then like oh. we were able to edit her in to episodes. I like know. she had been a part of it, but she's already a part of it. She's always we always talk yeah. about her. So she was kind of a bit of a drama queen, I guess. When she got sick like right before she died, she would um sleep in freezing temperatures and like not have a blanket. And it's like you have tuberculosis. I know, and it's funny, like in your book, it said something about that. Like it spoke about that in a positive way. Like she was so, you know, unspoiled by that time that she didn't like, she was laying on cold, wet floors. Like they were very congratulatory about the way they described yeah. it. It's weird. I thought so too. I was like, what kind of fucking vibe is that? They always like want to like give an add a girl to these female saints for like, thanks for not being such like a pussy about it. It's thanks like for suffering a little extra, not complaining. Yeah. That's how, that's how you should take it. Take it like that. That's good. Yeah. Put a little <laughs> hair in your chest. Like shut the fuck up, Dick. She is the saint for HIV and AIDS patients or tuberculosis patients. Um, she can heal or alleviate or even prevent diseases. Also addiction and not just for drugs and alcohol. So gambling or porn, you know, like yeah, stuff. the top ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can evoke her for magical saints uh, for like true love and romantic assistance. So if you're looking for Rahani, maybe St. Teresa, you give her a shout. A curse on you or wishes you harm or something like that. Yeah. She can block it. Yep. She can break curses and hexes and bad spells. So there was this iconic French singer, Edith Piat. She's born 1915 and passed away in 1963. Pretty recent. She credited St. Teresa for curing her blindness completely wow so she did a pilgrimage to saint Teresa's grave and after that she could fucking see again so that's pretty much a miracle and that's after her death so i take it back she does have a miracle. some people like question whether that just the power of belief do you know what i mean the power of belief is so strong and you believe it so much I mean, I have believed either way, real so hard right? that I was going to win the fucking lottery and I'm in my closet. <laughs> That's power, true. I don't think I can fucking, you know, power prayer myself to fucking sight. That's like, I mean, yeah. I know what you're saying. Like, it's like the placebo effect. Yeah. That could be a thing. We should coin that phrase, actually, a spiritual placebo effect. We talk about it all the time. There's tons of examples of people that have made pilgrimages to, you know, shrines and burial sites and chapels and basilicas, and they claim that they've been healed or, you know, their prayers have been answered. So I wonder. That's the power of belief too is you know just like saint rita of cassia the whole town of cassia is saint rita it's just yeah churches and you know museums and you know shrines and everything it's and the same thing with saint Teresa. she's saint Teresa lezu 
And so the town of Lejeu is basically just St. Teresa. So cool. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I would love to visit like all these places. Be I know. I would like, be I like, I would love it so, so much. Stoked. Yeah. I'd be like, this is, but they'd be like, you can't curse so much. I know. Like, fuck. And you I'd can't be, be buying, so like high. life-size St. Teresa giant toys. Yeah. I'm definitely hitting the gift shop. I am definitely getting a hoodie. A hundred percent. And a magnet. We'll collect magnets. I mean, I would love to do it. And they have an annual big feast. Her feast actually just passed. It was um, October 1st, uh, but she passed away on. And that's your daughter's birthday. I know. It's It's Kayla's birthday. So exciting. When I saw that, I was like, hey. And she passed away on September 30th, 1897. Her relics are literally carried through the town but they kind of like walk it through. i was picturing like arms <laughs> oh god <laughs> just her head on a stick <laughs> it's a weird message just her tongue some guy like well, holding sometimes her tongue. they keep body parts that don't i know so i was just picturing them holding like an arm a leg <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and everybody goes it's like a really big deal i would definitely go it sounds like a party i would love to do all these things I, I, I would love to. I, I find it fascinating. And too. her relics are housed in the chapel of Carmelite Convent. And that's where she prayed in. Literally, she's like laid to rest where she spent most of her life, which is kind of nice, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Um, I think so. It sounds super like chill. Oh, my God. Just to hang out in a room all day. I would love to do that. I know. I'm so like I just like clean toilets and pray. I mean, it's not that I'd big be a totally deal. fine with that. I know she went outside and stuff. She did. She just couldn't leave like the grounds. Yeah, like a prison. There's nothing to see out there. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but what's fucked up is like that was her vow, right? So she couldn't go, and I forgot to mention. So right after she leaves and goes to the convent, her dad has like multiple strokes oh my god i forgot about that yeah so the dad is fucking multiple strokes then he starts hallucinating and then he goes and grabs a gun because Mm -hmm. he was hallucinating he thought he was like going into battle and then once that happened they fucking put him in the insane asylum oh i know that was really sad okay but that's very possible because you really like things do happen you know to you neurologically when you have a stroke mm-hmm. but maybe he was just really was mentally ill and it's hereditary mm. yeah i don't know there's nothing wrong not, with it that's I mean, what i'm, I'm saying not that there's anything Ill. wrong with that i'm, I'm yeah. just saying it's just it could be but like you said Maybe. And that doesn't negate her being a saint. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I don't no, think she's a saint. All. I just am saying she's maybe more human than, you know, than we yeah. perceived her as before. Like maybe she's more, you know what I mean? Because they're yeah. like spiritual, like she's pristine like, beings. And I think mm-hmm. she was flawed in a lot of ways, which makes her more relatable. Yes. I definitely think she's like the everyday saint. Somebody yeah. that you could put yourself in their shoes and like you said, just be relatable. So. I don't know. I think that's what inspired a lot of people and their devotion because they were like, I can relate to that chick. She's got my vote, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, absolutely. She was canonized by Pope Pius the 11th on May 17th, 1925. And she became the universal patron saint of missions. Now, she never went anywhere because she took her vow, but she dedicated her life to praying for the missions. So anybody that went on a mission, she was the one that like was like, I got the prayers. Don't forget the granola. Yeah. It's fine. You'll be fine. And so she <laughs> totally made sure they recovered. So they gave her that. And St. Francis uh, Xavier was also one of those patron saints of missions. So the two of them are like side by side, praying <laughs> everybody through. She also is the patron saint and favored by like florists. Like we mentioned, usually flowers are the sign of her saying like, hey, gotcha, heard you loud and clear. 
I'm on it. And then also <laughs> um, flower growers and aircraft crew and pilots and travelers because she's that patron saint of uh, missions. So she's kind of like Christopher. Yeah. They're all connected. I feel like they're I all like they one are. big family. Well, that's the lesson is that we're all connected. Yeah. And like it just all kind of like keeps repeating itself through different vessels. Offerings for her red or pink roses. That's what she prefers because she's a lady. <laughs> pink lemonade. Oh, so, I love pink lemonade. Me too. So I think I'm going to get some pink lemonade this week. And uh, pour a little some out for my homie, St. Oh, Teresa. Yeah, good idea. Right? Give her a oh, little. Yeah. And then also, if you're feeling fancy, pink champagne. Pink champagne. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is good. Yep. And rose water. So she's from France. She is the second patron saint of France. The first is Joan of Arc. Ding, ding, ding. Another checkpoint. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? Full circle. Full circle. So Joan of Arc, you know, she sets that whole country on fire. And St. Teresa's words were so inspiring that literally they were like, you know, so it's it's so great. I love it. I love that there's two um, mm-hmm. patron saints that the top two were women. That's great. They made a biopic. It's called Pause in the Vatican. It's all about St. Teresa and her miracles. And if you pray to her, it's to grow our trust in God loves us the like the last couple of things that she said to people you know she wanted to let them know that her work wasn't done she was still gonna do stuff beyond her death and so she told people that she was gonna shower roses on her friends and she said and i quote i will send down a shower of roses from the heavens i will spend my heaven doing good upon the earth similar to saint jude they want to help. Yeah. Just ask them. They're like standing by waiting, you know, like an operator, you know, they're ready to help you and get that praise. So talk to your saints. Yeah, girl. You got to talk to your saints. <laughs> talk, talk. Our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone suffering from Hurricane Ian. Holy cow. Sorry. Oh my God. I know. I really did not think it was going to be like that. I don't think anyone. I mean, this is like the. I know that they one. were saying that, but I feel like they always do. And, you know, it. even though we've had less fortunate, you know, circumstances recent years, mm-hmm. I really never in a million years would have thought it would have been like that. No, not at all. No way. Oh no God. way. Those poor people. Wait, you didn't do your high thought. I smoked the other night. And I wrote something down and I told Mary, I said, I think I have a high thought. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes like when you're interacting with people, like I get socially awkward. I don't know how to get out of it if somebody calls me out on it. Like <laughs> if somebody's socially awkward with me, I don't like go, Meh, look at that. Eh, you fly down. <laughs> like I don't. <laughs> like you've got something on your shirt. I know I have something on my shirt. <laughs> I don't need you to point out the pimple on my nose. Like I I'm know. eating myself alive right now. You don't <laughs> have to fucking add to the fucking fire. So um, <sighs> I hate when people do that to me because it's I don't know how to like respond to it. I don't either. Because I want to be like, wow, that was a really dick thing to do. Now I'm going to be reliving this for the next fucking two and a half weeks. Then I'll mention it casually in a podcast in 20 years. So <laughs> thanks, Dick. <laughs> so, That's um, true. Yeah. So I was thinking of this time I was at the Tampa Improv and I was working with um, comedian Nikki Glazer, who's like mm. super famous now. Like she's got a new special and she's got an xm show and everything so um you know very nice or whatever and we were chit-chatting a little bit and she had a friend of hers that lives in tampa that was there to see the show so afterwards um we were chit-chatting or whatever and i asked the girl oh you live around here and she's like yeah i live in channel side and i was like oh that's perfect which is like, why would I say that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. 
I think I was thinking like, oh, perfect, because it's not a far drive from the improv. But I didn't say the <laughs> second part. I just said, oh, that's perfect. It's perfect. And then she goes, what's so perfect about it? And I was oh, like, follow up question. Just be just let it go. Yeah, I was like, obviously, I don't know how to talk to people. And so we didn't have to point that out. You know, I think I just like said something like, you know, I probably just like ate yeah, a I know. in front of her and just was like, I'm the worst. I'm fucking a piece of shit. But this is when I was high and I was thinking of the story. And I was like, I like sometimes like you say like weird things to people. It's like, what's so perfect about it? And I was thinking like, oh, I'm a serial killer. And that's not that far of a drive for me. And I don't, I don't like, you know, the cut of your jib. So uh, I think you're going to fit in my trunk real nice, bitch. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. But like, you know, that would have been awkward. <laughs> but that was my high thought. That's so, really funny. Oh, my God. Why do people ask follow-up questions? I know. Oh, it's my God. Worse. I hate that. I would never make somebody feel awkward like that. Mm-mm. But maybe we know how that feels, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. I guess We're if you don't ever empaths. feel that way. So I didn't know what to watch. So I started getting on a kick where I'm watching like cooking competition shows and like baking competition shows. Do you watch that shit? No, but I could. I mean, sometimes Brianna used to watch that kind of stuff and I did watch it with her, but I didn't know of like any new ones. There's some good ones. Like um, I watch all this shit. So right now there's one it's called Best in Dough and it's on Hulu and it's a pizza competition. So three people or three teams all compete and there's a host and a guest judge and then the head judge. And so they just released it. Okay. I would say it's worth a watch or whatever, but this new thing that they're doing on Netflix and they're taking like Instagram influencers and TikToker, TikTokers and TikTok people and they're like, putting them in this role of like a celebrity. Yeah. And I know. so yes, their personalities are usually really strong. And yeah. so you have to like stay on brand. So in some episodes it's a little bit more jarring than others because the other people that are on the panel are like professional, like, you know, comedians and hosts. Yeah, they know how to behave. It's a and- chef. It's just a little weird sometimes, but they had one episode. That and it was, interesting. These shows are like so layered. There's so much to it. And that's why I kind of like them. That one's got good episodes or whatever. There's one. It's called the Midwestern Mashup or Midwest mm-hmm. Mashup. And they have like a guy from Detroit, a guy from Cleveland, I think it is. And then a guy from Chicago. They represent that style of pizza. The three chefs like. The one guy, his name is Michael LaMarca, and he's got 14 fucking pizzerias. He is literally the captain of the United States pizza team, which is a team of pizza chefs that go annually to Parma, Italy and compete for this like world championship of like who's got the best pizza. This is the guy that's on the show, whatever. And... He does a Cleveland style pizza, which, oh my God. What is like it? When you smoke. So the Cleveland style pizza is like, it's a heartier sauce and it's like a decent size, like crust or whatever, not like Chicago, but like nice. And then it's got provolone on it. And then okay. he put pepperoni, but mm. like the way he did it, it was all the way to the edge. And the pepperoni was cooked in such a way that it made like a cup. So the top was like all crispy and it looked like a, like, like a little cup. Oh my God. They were like, they said they were like fucking addictive. They were literally like, sounds amazing. It was so good. So that guy fucking killed it. That one was really good. And then the other guy was this guy, Emmett Burke. He's from Chicago, basically. So he does Chicago style pizza and he used to like deliver pizzas and shit as a kid. And then when he went to college in New York, he realized there wasn't anybody really making Chicago style pizza. Mm -hmm. So he started doing it. And that was um, smart. Yeah. And when they ate his pizza, they were like, the sauce was like, they were like, you should jar this, but like, it's the best sauce ever. 
and it's in New York City. It's called Emmett's Pizza. So if Ooh. anybody in New York is looking for some Chicago style pizza, you might want to go check out Emmett's Pizza. I would mm-hmm. see this part of our our show. We can go venture out and eat these pizzas. Yeah, like follow up episode. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. This other guy from Detroit that was uh, one of the chefs, his name is Cliff Skywalker, and it's spelled (laughs) S-K-I-G-H-W-A-L-K-E-R. Like, I'm like, what kind of fucking show is this? There's so many (laughs) layers to it. There's so many layers to a cooking show. It's like, it's crazy. (laughs) Like, oh, and then what I learned about from that chef was... So Detroit style pizza is like baked in like a little pan and the pans are specific to this pizza. So after the war, they had all these oil pans like left over and they're like, what the fuck are we going to do with these? So they were like, let's make pizza in them. And that's how they came up with the style pizza, the Detroit style. Wow. All that from a fucking cooking show. That's very interesting. Right? I very much enjoyed that story. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out. It's on Hulu. And now I'm starving and I want pizza. I want pizza so bad. So fucking bad. I was like, that sounds so good. I know. It sounds amazing. I'm just picturing like crispy pepperoni. I would throw it all away right now. All my veganism. So just for that. Just for those little pepperoni cups. Yeah. Yeah. Veganishism. <laughs> veganishism. That's all. I know. I would love to be vegan i would i would love to because i really like the food it's not a punishment to me it's not like i don't feel like that it's just my laziness and my inability to like i don't really eat food a lot yeah i I know like once a day but what's i know but what's happening now is i was eating really healthy and then the last like week i've just been eating like pasta bread like you know what i mean the good stuff yeah yeah delicious happier though (laughs) <laughs> that's what I'm saying like everybody that I know that's like always but you look great I um I just gave up about two years ago so I'm surprised I am the way I am right now but everybody that I know through the years that was on like strict diets all the time and they like never ate carbs they were never happy happy no no matter how anyway. much they tried they just you need it you need bread you need pasta just need it. You need like a potato. I know. You need it to survive. <laughs> Even just to feed your soul. That's like, what souls eat. They eat mm-hmm. pasta. They eat carbs. Yeah. Souls love carbs. They suck it up. Mm-hmm. Like you got some <laughs> butter with this potato. I love, it. I love carbs. Yeah. So that was that was what I was watching. Yeah. We went a little off the rails. We started talking about Girl What You Watching, which led into TikTok, which led into a new earth. And, you know, things just unraveled from there. And you'll see. Yeah. Catherine's <laughs> high thoughts, a little bit back to oh, the yeah. a little bit back to the saint, then another topic, then back to the saint. You know, you know how we You know, do. it's like a wibbly wobbly good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Smoke first. Don't be crabby. <laughs> Relax. Don't worry about it. We'll get there. We'll um, get there when we get there. Everybody so. just slow your roll, okay? Yeah. The story's going to unfold when it unfolds. Yeah. <laughs> Organic. Try it. <sighs> Drink it in. Thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of the Hash Wednesday podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Thanks yeah. for listening. Bye, guys. See you next time. <laughs> like I sound like a robot. Yes, I do. <laughs>